Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Jungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to the Gird Up Podcast. This is a Saturday morning coffee episode, which means I get to talk about some things that are on my heart and on my mind today. Um, it's not an interview like a lot of the other episodes are, but it is a uh, more of a devotional maybe thought for the day to start your weekend out. Um, obviously, this is intended to be listened to on Saturday morning with a cup of coffee in your hand, just getting yourself ready for the day and reflecting on who you are and what you are becoming. Uh, if you like what you're hearing on the Gerda Podcast, make sure you follow us on social media and subscribe to us on Spotify or iTunes or whatever it is that you listen to us on um, and stay in tune with us. Uh, but to kick it off today, <laughs> I was just walking down the stairs. I record these on weekdays. So I was just walking down the stairs at the end of the school day today and I caught the eye of a middle school boy uh, who's not in my classroom, obviously. I teach first and second grade. So... Um, Anyway, I caught the eye of a middle school boy who was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing, and I can't give him that teacher look, you know? And uh, the look out of the corner of your eye, like, I know what you're doing, and you know what you're doing, and you know you're not supposed to be doing it. And you could tell he got uncomfortable. He squirmed a little bit uh, where he was standing, and he looks at me, and the first words out of his mouth are, why are you looking at me like that? I'm not gay. You gay? And I went, What? And I got really ticked off right away, but took a deep breath. I was like, why? Why were those the first words that came out of your mouth? Why is that what you just said in this situation? Like, why is that what you would say? Why? I, I just so, why? I'm so, I was so confused as to why. But I kind of smiled and walked away and whatever. He ignored it because it's not worth putting up a fight <laughs> in an after-school environment. Uh, and it's just a passing situation. Um. But as I was running copies then after that, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And there were two things that bothered me. One, why was he saying that to me? Why was that the first thing out of his mouth? And two, why did it bother me so much? Like, why is it driving me so... Like, I, I'm not gay. It, I'm not even kind of gay or a little gay or have gay tendencies. I'm not a homosexual. So why does it bother me? So that's the first question. I think it actually is kind of obvious. It's something that if you hang out with middle school boys or high school boys even, or sometimes college kids, when you hang around young men who haven't reached a level of maturity yet, you're going to hear that statement a lot. You're going to hear them throwing around, hey, man, you're gay. Man, what are you, a girl? Man, you're whatever. What they're really doing is they're attacking each other's masculinity. Think about that for a second. If I accuse someone else of being gay. What I'm doing is I'm attacking their masculinity. That's the biggest thing. Like what they're doing is they're responding and they're essentially trying to attack. Like it's a counterattack is what it is. So he's saying, I feel vulnerable. And so in order to turn this, the focus off of me and whatever just happened to me or with me or whatever made me feel vulnerable, instead of dealing with it, I'm going to counterattack. And the most vicious 
counterattack I can think of is to call you gay. I'm going to attack your masculinity. I'm going to call you a girl. I'm going to whatever. I'm going to attack your masculinity. And that is going to get the focus off of me and off of my vulnerability. And it's going to put the focus back on you. And I'll tell you a secret, it works. Because there is no way to respond to that that doesn't put the person who is just called gay in question. Whether you're a teacher, whether you're sitting in a dorm room, whether you are sitting around the lunch table in middle school, if somebody turns and comes back at you with that, either you deny it and everybody goes, oh, yeah, you push a little too hard, denying a little too much. You let it go and everybody goes, maybe it's true. Or like there is no good way to deal with it. There is no good way to deal with it. And part of that is the social uh, climate that we live in nowadays. But there is no good way to deal with it because no matter what, it now seems like you're compensating. So here's what I want to think about. Why is it such a big deal? Why do boys attack each other's masculinity? And why do we, when our masculinity is attacked, get so offended so quickly, even though it's just a 12-year-old boy looking at you and saying something to get out of an awkward situation? It's because our masculinity is the only thing we have. Our masculinity is the most important thing you have. And don't get me wrong. My faith is important to me. My identity in God's sight is important to me. And my faith is important to me. But my faith and my identity in God's sight is directly tied to my masculinity. God created Adam in his own image. Adam was like God. He was perfect and he was like God. God is masculine. I am masculine. God created me in his image. And he also created Eve in his image. Now, when God gave them a command and they broke it, they broke their masculinity, they broke their humanity, and they were no longer perfect. So the reason it's so insulting and it hurts so much and it's a dagger that drives so deep when somebody says, I'm not as masculine as I like to think I am, or somebody attacks my masculinity. The reason it hurts so much because they're pointing at an absolutely core wound. The wound we all have, the wound we all share, the wound that will never go away. I am not the man I was meant to be. I am not the man I was created to be, and I can't be, and I never will be. Never in my entire life on earth will I be the man that I've been created to be, that God wants me to be, that I've been called to be, that I know I ought to be. I am a continual, perpetual failure in this department. I will never be the man that God created me to be. Kind of crazy. It hurts because it's true. It works so well because it hurts. We've got to remember how important it is to continue to grow as men. If I just let my masculinity sit there, if I believe that um, being a man is about birth, being a man is about um, my genitalia, or being a man just comes naturally and I don't have to worry about it, I'm I'm going to be a miserable failure as a man and as a human being. I'm not one of those guys that's going to pound his chest and say, you know, being a male is by birth and being a man is is earned or won. Like you have no right to be a man unless you've earned it. I'm not going to get on my preach and preach or on my on a stump and preach that, but I do believe that there's some truth in it. And I believe that every single man needs to 
aggressively pursue his own masculinity. He needs to aggressively pursue the ability to perform as the man that God created him to be. You need to get as close as you possibly can be in this sinful world to being the man that God created you to be. And here's how you're going to do it. You're going to stay healthy. Physically, you're going to push yourself and you're going to stay healthy. If that means working out, it means working out. If that means go for a run or work in the yard or join a fight club, whatever you got to do, take care of your body, be physically strong and healthy. It's going to raise your testosterone levels and you're going to feel more like a man. It's also going to make you healthier physically, mentally, and emotionally, and it's going to help you perform the jobs that God has given you to do. Second thing you're going to do is you're going to go read your Bible. This probably should have been the first one I mentioned, but, you know, I'm not perfect. That you need to read your Bible. And in that Bible, you're going to get guidelines and rules that govern your masculinity and your journey into a more masculine self. It's going to give you stories and examples of both good men and bad men and broken men. Good men who are broken, bad men who do good things, Good men who do very bad things, and all of them are broken. And you're going to see stories of men who overcome this brokenness and weakness that we all have inside of us, this wound that was put there when Adam fell. Third thing you're going to do is you're going to read books and you're going to watch movies that show you how to be men or remind you how to be men or make you feel like men. Read Ernest Hemingway. Read Jack London. Read Rudyard Kipling. Read Ernest Hemingway. Read these authors who write about masculinity and manhood and have ah, the books that put hair on your chest. (laughs) Sit down with a glass of whiskey and read about real men. It's going to help you learn the morality of masculinity. It's going to help you act like a man. It's going to help you talk like a man and think like a man. It'll make you tougher. It'll do nothing but good things for you. Get into good books and good movies that remind you how to be a man. Last thing you're going to do is you're going to go find some Christian men that you can know and love and spend some time with them. Be men together. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Jesus surrounded himself with twin. (laughs) Nope. Jesus surrounded himself with 12 very masculine men who worked with him and studied with him and traveled with him during his ministry. David surrounded himself with his mighty men, and they won great battles together. They fought together. They died together. They bled together. They ate together. They got married together. They did everything together. They were men. Throughout Scripture, you will find again and again and again men surrounding themselves with other good men who push each other to be closer to God, to be closer to their families, to show up in the world the way they ought to show up in the world, and to be real man. Never forget that you've been wounded. Never forget that you are not who you were meant to be. Because in recognizing that you are not the man that God created you to be, that you are a sinner who is not perfect and cannot fulfill his duty, it will give you the drive and the passion to go out and to be the best that you can be. The best that you can be in this sinful state and this sinful flesh to be as excellent as you can be, to show up in the best and kindest and most gentle and most passionate ways in your life. You will be a better man for it, and your family, your church, your community, and the heavenly kingdom will all appreciate you for it. Gentlemen, go out, become more manly, gird up, have some fun, have a good week. 
Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at The Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U N G E M A C H, at gmail.com. Please leave a five star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four and five star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Palmeyer for our podcast art. And thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one.